and welcome back to a special emergency episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. But- no, 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 no. This is the Lillard Time Podcast. It is official. We are changing our name. There's no reason to be the Hero Ball Podcast. Hero Ball does not equate the standard that has been set tonight by Damian Lillard. We have changed the name. We will talk to Damien, we will get with your people, you get with our people, and we are going to uh, completely devote this podcast to none other than Damien Lillard for the rest of eternity. Well, at least at least tonight. Eternity. Okay. Well, Ethan, I mean, it was honestly ridiculous. Uh, I, unfortunately, did not get to watch as much of this game as I wanted to. Had had some, had some things I had to take care of, uh, but I came in, Ethan at the right time. I came in during that that comeback from Portland, Ethan, and, and finally sealed from a 37-foot bomb over an extended Paul George hand contest. was phenomenal, by the way, but it didn't matter because Damian Lillard 50-pieced them in a victory. No time left. I, I just don't know if I've seen a better shot in my life, you know, watching the game myself. I, I just don't know if I've seen one. Like, I, I, I reminisce to watching LeBron in Cleveland 2009 against uh, 2009 or 10 against the Magic when he buried that deep three. I believe it was over Richard Lewis, but I might have that wrong. But it was the closeout game two in the second round. It was a, that was a killer shot from LeBron. Mm-hmm. And as a Dwight Howard guy, I was not happy about it. Stan Van Gundy sad. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't end the series. It didn't end, you know, what was a you know personal rivalry series. It it wasn't over. Paul George, maybe the best wing defender in the NBA, or perimeter defender in the NBA. I man, it's so many components to that shot. Yeah, I mean, you think about other phenomenal shots, um, and like you know, one that comes from to mind obviously is Kyrie Irving, right? Um, yeah, sealing the game, but that there's still time to go. It's not like it was that shot with zero seconds left on the board. And even so that shot from the wing, it's not nearly 40 feet, a step back over someone who is probably talked about getting many votes probably for defensive player of the year. In all honesty, um, yeah. like it was a ridiculous shot. And just knowing from the beginning, it's not like Dame Lillard, um, didn't have time to do it, and it just it happened just to occur because he had just passed half court and he threw up a, threw up a prayer. He walked down the floor, no timeouts. They're just letting the clock, you know, let the clock run, getting it down. And the mo- like you could see Paul George processing this in his mind. He's like, "All right, I'm a, I'm a step and a half out from the three point line. I'm ready for him because he's going to attack. He just attacked us, um, you know, the, the play before and." Oh, wait a second. It's like down to like three seconds. I got to step up, stepping up even in another pretty big step. He's out at 30, 30 some feet. And then the step back, it was ridiculous. Ethan, him, Lillard planning this out and knowing what he was going to do, knowing the shot he was going to take to end the series. And, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, he, he knew that thing was going in. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just almost too. It was too much going on. Like I'm, I'm sitting there, um, caressing my laptop like a, a newborn babe. I imagine, and I'm just like staring into it. Like 
is this going to happen? And I'm watching the seconds tick away as you, as you very eloquently described. And I'm like, Oh, he's shooting the three for 50. And then I'm like, Oh, he's shooting the strange range three for 50. And he hit it. And I literally had, I, I had like a jolt, like all my muscles tensed up. And I had to like, consciously like remind myself i need to put this laptop down before i start going crazy in my in my apartment i i was i was beginning to like set up um i, I have a i have an electronic keyboard i was gonna begin to set it up because I, I had my my uh, ipad off to the side watching it with you know as, as i was setting things up because i was gonna mess around on it and and then seeing like my attention began to just turn completely completely to the screen and I had like a like I still am like feeling just like I, I can tell that sleep is going to be difficult tonight, Ethan. It's gonna be really hard. Oh, I'm I'm trash tonight. This this is this is gonna be one of the worst nights of sleep I've had in a long time. And to be honest, this is like a low energy drink in intake day. Cause, and thank God for that. <laughs> because if I if I was hyped up on caf a lot of caffeine i might not be alive people it, it, it really could have been detrimental oh man so coming back from an espn's win probability you know i mean i, I don't quite care for win probability just because it i think it tends to over exaggerate a few things um and it definitely you know, favors the incumbent yep it's so seven with about seven minutes to go they're up at like above 98 percent win expectancy uh win probability for OKC, not to be Ethan. Um, and man, if you're Oklahoma City, Ethan, what what are you thinking? What are you doing now? I mean, I'm just, I'm not surprised. Sir, you uh, you surround Paul George with uh, with the second best player on the team being Jeremy Grant. I don't know what you Yikes. really expect. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm gonna say it. Jeremy Grant had a phenomenal game. That man played stellar defense. He made almost every shot he took. You can't you can't ask for him to do any more. Like I swear every day miss at the at the in the, at the rim was because of Jeremy Grant. He had three blocks and all of them were on Dame. And I swear every every miss that Dame had around the rim was because Jeremy Grant played defense on him. And yeah, I'm going to slander Russell Westbrook. He's not better than Jeremy Grant anymore. Any like so so we're just we're not even just saying like you know in this series or just like anymore. No, no. Jeremy Grant Come is more, on. Jeremy Grant as a three and D uh defensive specialist is more valuable than a Huck and Chuck, no good, nothing happening, triple double, bet makes you have a good game, point guard. So one thing we, we do need to speak of for Jeremy Grant. So um, you know, the moment that the series went back to OKC, what went, went back and, you know, games three and four, you know, Jeremy Grant was playing very, very well. He was finding a stroke from, from the outside, had, um, had one game where he was three for five. And then the, the, I believe the next game, um, he ended up with, let's see what it is, uh, four for five. So again, he was stroking from outside being that exact three and D type of player that you really want. And you know, if you're making the argument here, Ethan, about like contributing to wins and contributing to um, winning basketball, uh, what I think about that, Ethan, is like first of all, contract. His contract value. He's someone providing ex, you know, excellent spacing and defensive intensity for you, and doing it at a minimal, minimal cost. Russell Westbrook, one of the only guys to 
where that uh, designated player extension actually works for. Um, well, did it work out for OKC, one of these small market teams? No. I mean, it, it appears that it hasn't. I mean, because Russell Westbrook, while not being, and I know you're going to disagree with this, while not being um, as bad of a situation as the John Wall situation, because oh, at least I know you disagree personally. I, you know, the world who listens, everyone who listens to this knows how I feel about John Wall and how I felt about that contract. And, and, and so for, for, for me, Russ Westbrook, you're still standing on two feet. I, you know, you're still able to, to contribute and, you know, let's not, I mean, he has had a, a couple of pretty good games. This, this, um, what two, maybe one. Just, just one. Or just say just one. How many okay. wins did they have? That's how many okay. good games he had. That, that's fair enough. And if you have a good rest game, then that probably brings you to winning because the rest of your team is probably doing you know reasonably well. And I mean, with the exception of, of a few guys, I mean they're not a deep team by any means. But yeah, so I guess I guess just that that one that one game. And unfortunately, Ethan, it requires four games to win a series. Yes, it does. So not this game not included. He is he shot. Let's see, thirty six percent from the field. Oh, and tonight's not going to help him out in that regard. I don't believe. Let's see, what's eleven uh, or thirty one? Is it going to help his? Is it going to help his percentage? Um, it's oh, not. Oh, it's help not. His percentage is going to go <laughs> no. down. His percentage is going to go down from thirty six percent in the series. Richard, do you understand how bad that is? I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's not Dennis Schroeder level of bad, levels of bad, but, you know, it's, it's not great. Listen, I've, I've been, I've long been a, a I, I've begrudgingly accepted that Russell Westbrook is an effective NBA player. No, like, and, and fully admitting my biases to the way he plays. And I think just the, you know, reckless abandon that he, he if he could just harness it for a second, he would be a, a really great NBA player. But Richard, when I tell you, if Reggie Jackson was a starting point guard for the Thunder, they would have won this game by twenty. Ethan, well, I mean, Reggie Jackson played real well of late, so oh, know, I'm just saying, if you if you have a you know league average starting point guard, maybe my, slightly above, you, you win this game by a lot. Because you you're because you, you're probably not taking the ball out of Paul George's hands. You're, you're... Oh, oh, that's right. You're not giving it to a, t- a terribly inefficient person to chuck and duck and th- throw your offense out of whack. That's exactly what you're not doing, Richard, and that's why you win this game. Yeah, Paul George, tw- 20 attempts. Um, Russell Westbrook, 31. But don't be mistaken, Richard. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double, so we had a great game. Yeah, and Paul George missed two free throws on the end. Oh yeah, he oh, he, he, he definitely ch- had his fair share of um um chokage, but I mean he he how, earned he earned the right to choke because he played so great the rest of the game. How long till we hear um about like a torn labrum for Paul George or something something of that nature? Hey, you know I don't care. Like I I'm never gonna begrudge someone if you're hurt, if you're not hurt. I don't care. Like it's it, ultimately you win or lose the game, mm-hmm. and it's not his fault that Russell Westbrook shot 11 for 31 from the field. So I got a question, all right? Sam Presti, what are you doing right now? What are you thinking about right now? Are you thinking, man, Los Angeles Lakers, I know that you just got rid of Magic. I know you're trying to you know, I know you're trying to like keep the, you know, Kurt Rambis and and um 
and, and you know the whole oh man i'm blanking right now it's too late i'm too rob messed Palenka. up rob Polinka, thank you you got the rob Polinka, you know show right now but can we bring sam presti over there maybe he's thinking that right now maybe that's a better situation which is saying a lot than um than what we've got now in, in okc just because if you're having westbrook and he is declining physically uh, not nearly the explosive player. I mean, he's he's still an athlete, but I mean, I don't know, Ethan. Um, is there anything that you can do to really change the roster much? Is there anyone that you can move? Not Russell Westbrook, I know as much as you'd like to, and not Paul George. And you know, we don't want to be moving Jeremy Grant. Are you going to be able to get anything for Steven Adams? You probably don't want to, still don't want to move because he's beloved there. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, um, Dennis Schroeder. Are you going to be able to move? I mean, I don't think Schroeder might be on, on the last year of his deal there, is he? I think he is. I don't know. But regardless, no. You no, can't. You don't, you don't one more year. Oh, good. oh two great. More years, two more years. Two more years. At least maybe they can change, turn that into like a, a Plumley somewhere. Jeez. Yeah, that, that's where we're that. at. We want to turn that into a Plumley. Come on. That's where we're at. Plumlee'd be an upgrade potentially. No, I mean you might be able to move something for Schroeder. Probably, probably not this year, um, unless you, yeah, probably not this year. Um, you can probably move. Well, you might be able to move from moving for Ian Mahimi. Maybe that might be it right there, Ethan. Hey, I, I won't, I won't say that's a good deal, but it, you know, not the worst thing. Not the worst thing. Um, but th- that's just, it's not helpful. It's not, not what no, you wanted. No. You're really trapped because you got Russ on the huge deal. You got Paul George locked up on a great deal. Steven Adams, definitely a, a a deal that's looking less and less good, just because unless unless he uh you know takes some anti aging cream and rubs it all over his knees and ankles, I don't know I don't know how he's gonna get be- look any better. And yeah, and th- by the way, Dennis Schroeder it looks like has two years remaining. Is yeah, there like years. an option? No, no, two years solid. Oh. Oh, this hurts yeah. me. I, I I am just hurt for this franchise. Oh, OKC, it's bad. OKC has their first round pick ne- this year, but not next year. So anything, any trade that they would have to do, which they can they can do it at this point. Like you draft a guy and then you trade him afterward. You know, kind of a wink wink thing in in that regard. Yeah. Um, but. Is there any bad, bad, badly run franchises with thirty five point six five four one five zero cap space available that you can attach all your first round picks to get off of? Ethan. Because that's what we need to do is get get Russell Russell Westbrook gone. Get out of here. Again, I mean, you can you can absorb him into. I mean, you could, but that's not just not a realistic thing, Ethan. If you're because I mean I think that OKC fans probably they don't want to hear it right now they're feeling awful like if you're an Oklahoma City if you're not I mean if you've made it this far and you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan like I, I props to you for making it this far into this episode I mean I don't know how I mean I would just be hiding for a few days if it was me um well I mentioned I'm here for it <laughs> but I got all kinds of Marcus Canby gifts for you <laughs> if if you if you're a Thunder fan, you've got to recognize, like, you, I know that you probably love Russ and you're incredibly defensive of him. I mean, think about how defensive I am of some of my Pistons fans, uh, some of Pistons players, and imagine the even heightened level of, of that when it comes to Russ. Because at least 
Russ is in the limelight of NBA discussion. It was usually not, it has not been great of, of late. Oh no, and it's been very bad. It's been very bad. And so, I mean, you're probably really defensive. You don't like the fans still probably don't want to trade. You always hold on. If you're a fan one year too long than one year too early. And so, especially with someone who's decided that they were going to stick around, especially around the KD departure time, he was like, no, I'm staying in OKC. He means a lot to this franchise. So you can't, I honestly move him, Ethan. You really can't unless you want the entire city to hate your guts. So I think Sam Preston needs to needs to find whatever clause is in his contract to and buy himself out of this bad situation. He can get out of situations. He can go and sign somewhere else. It just you just don't have to pay him anymore. Um, I mean that's probably what it will come down to. I mean I I mean. I guess if you're the Thunder, you know, owners, you can say, no, you can't interview him. But I mean, he could also say then, well, then I'm just not doing anything. If you can, if he wants to get out, he'll be able to yeah. get out. The thing is, with how much effort he's put in to build this team and to continue, like, it's impressive what he's been able to do with the pieces that he's had. It's true. It's just that it's unfortunate that he is at this moment limited by one of those pieces that he's retained all throughout the years. Come to think, Ethan, that if you're Sam Presti, and I know KD was not your decision, but you, you ended up with the wrong guy, the wrong guy out of the trio. Yes, you did. Now, Pete, there's no uh, record of me saying this, but when they traded James Harden, I was against it, but I was thinking keep Ibaka <laughs> even at this time and get rid of Russ. That was my opinion even then. Mm. And I understand that that's, that was still a bad opinion to have because obviously you should have just gotten rid of Ibaka. I but, I, yeah, I remember the – but here's the thing. The narrative and like the um, group think at the time among the NBA world is, oh, you've got – and for whatever reason, there's still a little bit of that going on today. Even though we're trying to get rid of bigs, it's, oh – you keep the big over the guard. Like there was that narrative like, hey, both these guys are young. You got to make a decision on one of them. Who's it going to be? Oh, you take the big guy. Like that was the decision. And I still see that logic coming through when it comes to the NBA draft. It's, oh, there's a big guy. You got to make sure you go out and get the big guy. Like DeAndre Ayton going out and getting him versus getting someone like Luka Doncic, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's still that type of think I – I mean, granted, that's the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns, if you've been paying attention to recent days, are a dumpster fire and a half. Yes. But um, there, there's still a little bit – I still think that there's a little bit of that out there, but it definitely was happening around the time when they, for whatever reason, needed to make that decision. Because well, if, if you have a big guy that can shoot, like that ultimately opens up everything. And I think – but you have Kevin Durant. I, I, He's a big I, guy who can shoot. We know. We know. You are you are being real woke right now yeah. in uh, 2019 when this was I a 20, 2013 decision. I believe. I understand. I mean, this um, isn't fair. But ultimately, you know, it's that you know, we're going way too far back in revision history. But Richard, I don't know what this team can do. And like, I almost like now that I've opined and slandered Russell Westbrook and threw him into the mud and dragged him dragged him around in it as well. I feel bad about it because ultimately Russell Westbrook, he didn't, he probably doesn't choose to be this way. It's not his fault that he doesn't have any conscience with the ball in his hands. It's not it, his fault. 
No, I mean, on, on the court, it, it, he just he wants it really, really badly. And, I mean, the press conference stuff, that's his fault. We don't need to get into that. No, no, no. I, no. Richard, I don't even blame him. That is all Oklahoma City franchise. They are they bred this into him. They did it with Durant. They did it with him. Those guys just are not – they are protected by the media. They You write one bad article about someone there, and there was, like, a you know abandonment of a writer. And, like, I'm not saying the writer – maybe wasn't harsh but like no this, this is the franchise is doing they are the one thing they have in that city in terms of like a professional sports franchise in the entire state and they are protect they protect those players because they have to keep them because you're a small market but you know ultimately like it, it's backfired to like you can't tell russ nothing i i don't i don't believe you could hire a coach any coach in the world that could get to russell westbrook i just don't think it's possible at this stage uh, it's difficult. Uh, it's it's sure not Billy Donovan. Um, no, well, it, it, it's not Russ's fault. He's been enabled the entire time. You can't change this. But here's the thing, Ethan. Like the one, this is the one series where you should have been able to play into Russ's hand a little bit more. Like you should have been able so to steer right. into the skid with it and say, Russ, we want you to shoot thirty times, but you know how we want you to get all thirty of those attempts in the Enos Cantor pick and roll. Yep. Every single one. All the time. Because guess what we know, everybody in OKC? Let's say Enoson can't play Cantor. Yep. So I just don't I don't really get why that wasn't the thing. If you get Russ into the pick and roll there, he's able to attack the rim, what he is literally best at. And if you're going to live with mid-range jumpers, live with them in the Enos Cantor pick and roll. And, and Richard, they didn't do it until game five. Why was Paul George never doing any Enos yeah. Cantor attacks? They no, got to true. it today. And you know what? Aminu and Harkless get hung up on the screen. Those are the only good like wing defenders. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was Paul George. Do I get to the rim or do I take this mid-ranger? And Paul George is so filthy and slithery in, the, in that in that space. I, I just can't comprehend why that wasn't something they just hammered home. Why are you posting up Steven Adams not getting Paul George into walking jumpers? Ethan? What? 32 minutes is the amount of time Enos Cantor got in this game. Yes. 32 minutes. 32 minutes of a beautiful pick-and-roll offense. I mean, not maybe not beautiful, but like 30, 32 minutes of time. Honestly, Enos Cantor should be one of those guys that gets 20 minutes because, oh, man, he's getting – they're abusing him again. we got to pull him out, try something else, and, yeah. and you're just trying to shuffle guys in and out. But 32 minutes is a long, a long, long stretches where he's going to be out there on the floor. I don't, I just, I don't quite get it. Richard, we're not meant to get it. This is one of those things where I, I, I honestly do believe certain, like it, when you're in the NBA and you, you're surrounded by all these schemers and plotters and how are you going to fix all these problems? Sometimes the most obvious example is not, the the one we end up choosing because it can't be that obvious it can't be that simple and maybe it's not maybe there's some reason that that they thought that was not advantageous i just have in failing to see it i don't believe it yeah i mean it, it didn't work whatever they did it, they they did, didn't work so i mean you're going to be you're going to get questioned if what yeah. if you're trying to get cute with it and um it just doesn't end up working in in the end ethan and, you know, Enos Cantor, for what's worth, like, he played at t totally fine. 
uh, for what like they allowed him to do. Yeah. Like if you would have played him off the court, like Zach Collins and Myers Leonard were not the were not the answers coming off the bench in this game. So like you you're you're doubly screwing yourself with not not playing him off the court to get to some other guys who are making mistakes. Like Zach Collins has his moments. Like he's had a mm-hmm. good game in the series, but he can't do it consistently because he, he just doesn't have the mental game just yet. Like he's still a step slow on everything. So Ethan, let's go ahead and look ahead a little bit. All right. Well, I, I know we ahead. I got a headache about looking ahead. I, I know we can't because you don't trust Denver. Um, however, we, we both have picked them to win. I picked six, you picked seven. They're going home. Actually, they're not going home. They're going to San Antonio for a game six mm-hmm. to close it out. We'll see. Um, can we assume Denver there, or or should we just wait on all this until until later? I mean, you gotta wait just because San Antonio is has has done their fair share, but De- I think Denver's got a stranglehold on this. You know, um, the Derek White praise has come and went as as <laughs> I as I very shrewdly predicted. I just wanted to give him I just want to give him props for a nice game. A nice game. That's exactly right. You know, Russ Westbrook had a nice game. He got a triple double. Congratulations to him. That's fair. I mean, you know, just Derek White also plays defense and he also uh Yeah, no Derek Derek White. Who who would you take? Derek White or Russell Westbrook if you got to pay him the same amount. Oh so if, I, if I have to pay Derek White 36 Yeah. No, who, who do you take? Uh, sorry, no. you taking Russell Westbrook. Still? Taking Russell Westbrook because at I least agree. in that regard, I have a name and I can trade him to the Phoenix Suns, who are looking for a point guard and like name recognition. So <laughs> I, I hear you, but you know, I, I'll take the player who doesn't take the ball away from Paul George because that's, I need Paul George to have the ball more often. Ethan, they would be a bad team. They'd be. A, I think they could still win forty nine games. Um, they just would look a lot different when they did it. So, Ethan, if we replace, because what you said before was you said Derek White is Gary Neal. If we replace Russell Westbrook with a Gary Neal, I said I'm he sorry. had a I said he had a Gary Neal game. I didn't <laughs> say he was Gary Neal. He's you a good said defender. he was Gary Neal. Yeah. He's a good defender. Gary Neal is not a good defender. Just saying. <laughs> might have might have the receipts in the Slack. I got to go back and look. Anyways, in this Slack, the Slack is, is not is not real pod material. <laughs> Just saying, you said it. <laughs> I um, say a lot of reckless things in the Slack. This is fair. Um, so we don't want to look ahead. Um, not yet. We will. I, I, if Denver does pull it off, I do have some some thoughts about that. I guess we can hold off on that for now. Yeah, let's hold off because like we don't need a preview how Jokic is going to torch Cantor for four, for four, five, six games if it ends up being Aldridge who's going to toast Cantor for four, five, six games. If someone's going to toast Cantor. Like, Cantor is not going – Like well, we can say this, safely assume, Cantor will not have as big of a role or impact in the next series. And if he does, it's going to be a – a not so great one. Now, can Dame overcome it? Of course he can. We're just going to have to wait and and see um, who that opponent is and what it looks like. Yes, Ethan, are yes. we about done with with the whole Portland uh, um, OKC thing? Is there anything else you want to say about that? I if if it comes to me, I'll bring it up. But no, I'm I. We can take a pause for the cause. All right, let's take let's take a brief pause. Um, listeners, to just make you aware that there were two series that ended today, in case you were wondering, both in, in the Eastern Conference, um, Toronto beat Orlando. Yes, that is that series also occurred. Um, Orlando snuck in that game one. Props to them for facing Toronto, who always loses game one. So congratulations. 
Um, and Brooklyn, you know, you tried. It just wasn't in the cards for you guys. Um, not enough Dinwiddie, in my opinion. But that's about all I care to mention about those two series. Um, did you be- see that game today, buddy? Dinwiddie did not have a did not fair, play very well. Today. No, I'm just like in in the series as a whole. Like, okay, I, 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 I was today was not, is not the day to stand for Dinwiddie well, either. T- today is not the day to stand for literally anyone offensively after you don't score a point for ex- however long that was, like an I, entire I half still quarter. Stand for Karis Levert. I, I he fine. looked he looked fluid. He missed some shots in that stretch, but he he looked good the whole time doing. That's it. fine. Um, it, it's just <sighs> looking forward to the second round out there in the East. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be really intrigued. I'm I'm ready to see this Toronto Philadelphia matchup. I want to mm-hmm. see what Paul, uh, not Pal. I said Paul Gasol. Mark, I want to see what Mark Gasol can do to Joel Embiid on the interior, and I want to see uh, what 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 kind of bullying Kawhi does to Ben Simmons, and what uh, what Ben Simmons can do to hopefully slow down Kawhi, just for the series' sake. It's really uh, that that's a really intriguing matchup to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Um. And do we want to make any predictions about any of that stuff right now, or just or not yet? I don't think they play till after Sunday, so we can probably wait till okay. wait wait till Sunday to give a fair enough. When 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 it when is the first uh, first game? I don't know. I was trying to look at that for the Bucks um, side of the bracket earlier, and there's nothing posted for Monday the 29th. So I'm guessing there's some, might be something in the works there. Like okay, I think game game sevens for the Jazz Rockets and Clippers Warriors are scheduled if necessary for Sunday. So I'm guessing maybe that'd be the first round games for some of these Eastern Conference series. Yeah, they they tend to have a, a little bit of overlap um, sometimes. Game seven for the for the Spurs Nuggets would be uh, Saturday the 27th. So I reckon those will get be getting started. I would bet on the weekend time because you're gonna want to take advantage of um of that. The more spectators being available for weekends. This is true. Ooh, Ethan, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to still calm down a little bit from the, from that shot, sir. I, I I have a tremor. Generally speaking, you know, my hands shake. I'm I'm definitely like shaking more than a little bit more than normal. Ethan, and, do you have do you have anything else that you want to say? Because I, I mean, I got. I'm going to need to like do some do some stretches. Um. I, I just I just want to apologize for absolutely nothing. Get out of here, Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry. That that's not that's unprofessional. No, but you but you definitely think Jeremy Grant is uh, more valuable. Oh, I a hundred percent believe that. A hundred percent believe that. Jeremy Ooh. Grant, second best player on OKC. No second, question. Second best, second most valuable. I mean, second best. Wow. Maybe wow. most valuable. Stay tuned. Oh, it's okay. There's a Paul George on that no, team, please. Because he, he only make, he makes a third of what Paul George makes, and he's not he doesn't cover that gap. Yeah, so, but, no. you, but but I mean, if Paul George is not there, you're not. Oh, that's you're what not I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Richard. Just I'm saying. saying he doesn't cover that gap, and Paul George makes everything work. Because without Paul George, I don't know. This team's like what the Sacramento Kings, maybe. Yeah, probably worse because probably least, worse. At least De'Aaron Fox doesn't chuck up shots that he can't make all the time. Yeah, and you got Buddy Healed. Yeah, people buddy, can shoot. Yeah, Buddy Healed and De'Aaron Fox—they'd probably hey. be the second best player on the Thunder. Harrison Either Barnes. 
Harrison Barnes would be the you know third best or the third best player on the Thunder if he just showed up tomorrow. I'm just Bogdan, kidding. Bogdanovich? He'd be he'd be the third <laughs> best player on the Thunder. <laughs> right behind oh. Jeremy Grant. So uh, see how how far can we go with this? Like Ghost to Kufos. Ah no, he'd be like the <laughs> okay. ninth, ninth best player on the Thunder. Okay. All right. Fair. You know, just just trying just trying to see. Marvin Bagley. Uh, He's not. He was. He was. I mean, he'd be like the sixth best player on the Thunder, I think. Man, Maybe it's not fifth. good for depth, bro. Maybe fifth. It's not good for depth. No, they stink. They stink out loud. <laughs> big. I was. I was big. I was loud wrong about thinking they were going to be a decent team this year. Yeah, I mean, number one. Let's let's be clear. I picked them to win. That was before I knew how injured Paul George was. But hey, hey, I'm even if loser. he wasn't. I'm the loser who picked the Blazers in seven like a fool. Like, who, yeah. who, who would have thought a, a stinky team could take the Blazers to seven? I, not me. I, I disagree with myself vehemently. Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh, he's probably the fourth best player on that team. Nemanja Bielitsa. Seventh. Is, is, is this good radio, Richard? No, but, I mean, we're at the end of this podcast. I mean, we, we could just end it. So I mean, I mean, sure, I don't you, know. K- you, here's the one. Here's the one, Ethan. Caleb Swanigan. Ooh, seventeenth. Uh, oh come on. So like, Caleb there's Swanigan not a single player on his on contract OKC's roster versus Russ on his contract. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my buddy. Goodness. Uh, the the Blazers got the steal of all the trade season when they just swapped Caleb Swanigan for Scalabissier. Yeah, what were they? I mean. Zubach uh, versus. Um, oh, that's a good point. There, there was know. that one. There was a Zubach trade. Yeah. So. A dump of Mescal, uh, of Beasley. <laughs> for a bunch of Zubach is the, uh, the price to dump Beasley. I mean, but, but here's the thing you know, Mike Mescala bringing shooting to the Lakers. Yeah, because, that's true. Because now we need shooting halfway through the season. Okay, we're not here to talk about that. Okay. Ethan, I think we've hit. I think we've hit the end. We've jumped the shark. We've hit the end about ten minutes ago, and all. You know, we had we had a good pod. One of us probably got a triple double, so that's that's what constitutes a good pod. I su- I suppose so. Tri- triple double. Triple double means you have a good game. That's what I hear. MVP game. Ethan. Next question.